Hello and welcome to Re-Energize. This is the place to discover more about emerging tech in offshore renewables and how we will meet our future energy needs. My name is Chris Del Valle, Innovation Manager at ORE Catapult, the UK's leading research and innovation centre for offshore renewables. In 2023, we are celebrating our 10-year anniversary. Over the last decade, we have seen a remarkable transformation in the offshore renewable energy sector, and ORE Catapult has been at the very heart of this. Today, we have a brand new episode in the mini-series SME Spotlights, where I'm delighted to be joined by Philip Strong from Reflex Marine. Philip, lovely to have you here. How are you? Very well, thank you. It's good to be with you. We've been working with Catapult for a long time now, so it's good to see this thing moving forward. Fantastic. I'm really excited for today's episode. So shall we jump straight into questions? We've got a number of questions for you and and for Reflex Marine today. And I think the first one would be, if there was any one thing anyone would like to know about Reflex Marine and your products or services, uh, what might that be? And how will it help the UK offshore wind sector? Well, Chris, Reflex Marine actually started, we didn't start in floating wind. The company's been around for a long time now. So we're actually known globally from core business area, which is transferring personnel on and off offshore structures, capsules. The reason we're uh, now very involved in floating wind is because uh, we've been working on a completely different product line for the last two years which is uh, an anchoring system essentially for floating wind turbines. So that's been consuming. A lot of us that were founded Reflex Marine, we came from that background of offshore engineering and uh, subsea offshore engineering, mooring, marine, drilling. So we've basically combined those skills and moved into what we saw this important area for the floating wind sector. It's really interesting Reflex Marina kind of gone on this odyssey of sorts. As you said, you're quite a well-known, established organization and entity, and now you're, you've pivoted or you're pivoting as such into a new sector with a new technology, a new solution. Um, I'd love to know, how did you come up with the idea to develop the new technology you're developing now? In my former career, Chris, I was involved in oil and gas 40 years ago. I'd started, I was working with BP and uh, some of the other operators in that sector, I was involved in drilling operations, marine operations, but I've also been involved now in floating wind for nearly 20 years. And I think we just saw certain challenges arising in the floating wind sector, particularly this anchoring and mooring challenge, which everybody seemed to be talking about. And because I've been involved in anchoring and mooring solutions in the past, we just saw this as a time to look at the problem. We came to the conclusion that we had a fresh approach that we could bring to that area of the business. You mentioned at the the outset of this episode that you've been engaged with the ORE Catapult for a reasonably long time. What has your journey with ORE Catapult involved and how has it helped you and Reflex Marine to develop your product or business? I think it'd be fair to say that ORE Catapult's been with us pretty much every step of the way since we first thought about getting into this space. Now, we were involved in offshore wind through our core business areas, so we knew a lot of people in that space. But when we started looking at this mooring challenge in the first place, that was almost one of our first stopping points to go to our ORE to talk about our idea, to ask them whether they thought this was something that was required in that space and whether uh, ORE might be able to support us on that journey. It really came from that and then it's evolved as we've gone up the rung because we've had a very fast progression with this. We were one of, I think, about a dozen companies in 2021 that were awarded government funding, base 
floating wind grants at the time. But we did have some small funding before that, which uh, RE supported us with. And basically, uh, pretty much on, it, on, on every step that we've been taking, we've been working with ORE, including more recently, you know, one of the things that we decided we wanted to do was to develop a, a cost model for uh, anchoring and mooring services. We saw that as quite important to have a cost model because um, we were going to developers and essentially they were dealing with very black box kind of numbers. You know, they were going talking about their mooring solutions and they would typically be given three numbers. Oh, well, this is the design cost, this is the fabrication cost, and this is the installation cost. But really the developers are taking a huge amount of risk on the installation and the solution providers are not. So just to provide numbers without any serious backup, for us, that wasn't really a useful way of doing business. We preferred to be more transparent, develop a really a collaborative model that we could both work with, with all the, all the cost assumptions and all the assumptions for the program and ORE really supportive in that program. Congratulations on the success you've seen in attracting Bayes funding and cross-industry collaboration and, and work that you've been doing over the last few years. It's, it's really fantastic to hear. You, Phil, and Reflex Marine as an organization clearly have a huge amount of expertise in and throughout the offshore wind sector. I'd be really, really keen to hear what you individually would see as the main opportunity in the future for those that are hoping to develop within the UK's offshore wind supply chain. All I can say is this opportunity is vast and I think it's sometimes hard to get your head around the scale of this thing just how much this is needed how quickly it needs to happen also excitingly we're we're very much geared up for this so I I think that whilst the sector's got a lot of technological challenges uh, the fact that offshore wind's been developing over the last 20 years at sort of scale and that was remarkable in itself just to witness the growth that's been the second half of my career if you like witnessing the growth of uh, offshore wind in europe which was a remarkable achievement but floating wind is almost like this is a new phase a new wave coming through for offshore wind to take you to the next level we'll need a lot of innovation a lot of new technology it will need a lot of good competent engineering companies it's not all about innovation some of it's about competence and doing regular type of services in a a diligent and reliable way, kind of quality mindset. I mean, the UK's got a great marine offshore caliber, if you like. As Reflex Marine, we've been serving international industry for about 25 years plus now. And and it's amazing how the UK engineers and and staff pop up all over the world on, on different projects. And clearly that talent and expertise is spread around the world. And I think there's there's a chance here to kind of harness that and focus that and put it into growing a really exciting new sector here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You really covered and really tied together a lot of different strands there that really speak to the scale of the opportunity for companies, individuals, entrepreneurs to develop within the UK's offshore wind supply chain, as you say. As an individual and, and a company that have very recently began developing this brand new technology, targeting a challenge and a pain point seen within the industry. I suppose you'll have direct experience here, and I'd love to know what your advice would be for any potential innovators with an exciting new idea who are listening to this right now. I think the first uh, piece of advice is get networked. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, your idea is not going to get 
go anywhere without uh, the connections and the network. And I think that's actually been a really strong point in the offshore wind sector. And I think uh, RE Catapult has played an important role on this as well. It's really about getting to, you know, find out you've got to understand very clearly what's going on in the industry. You've got to understand who the key players are in the industry. And in floating wind, it's particularly important because we are developing a technology, Chris, in an industry that hasn't developed. So there's a macro side of the technology, you know, so at almost every level, this kind of technological uncertainty, what are, what are the final solutions going to look like? So you can't afford to be in a bubble and sitting working on your piece of technology and not paying attention to what's going on in the industry at large. And apart from that, you just need the constant feedback from potential clients, developers, from other, other, other stakeholders, you know, and how would they look, see your technology? What would they see as its strengths and weaknesses? What would their concerns be if they saw it on their project? Does it seem to match up the needs of their project? How does it link to other technologies that are being developed in parallel? You have to be very flexible and very kind of open. But I think the networking is more important in this sector than probably in other sectors I've worked and I've been involved in innovation for most of my 40-year career. But this is the fastest moving thing I've been involved in and the most exciting and the fastest changing landscape to try and place your your ideas and your technology into it so i think i think that's the key you just got to have your antennae out there be in the network and i think unless you have a sort of flexible mindset and a flexible model for your business you, you may struggle i couldn't have summed that up any better myself phil thank you so so much for taking part in this episode of the sme spotlight series of re-energize it's now time to de-energize in the meantime it'd be great to see you at Global Offshore Wind, and you can find us at the Ori Catapult stand at L85. You can also find more about Ori Catapult at ori.catapult.org.uk, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at ORECatapult, and on Instagram at ORE.catapult. <laughs>